Blog Talk Radio. Granny Hawkster and Big Swing. Touchdown Raiders! All right, guys, so here's the situation. I, I got to get something off my chest that I've been wanting to say for a long, long time. And I'll tell you what, when I'm through telling you all this, you'll wonder how long the icon will hold the grudge for. And I'm going to clear that up right now. If you ever wrong me or do anything insecurely to me, I'm going to hate you till you're dirt. Now, here's, here's my point on this. On September 11, 2001, I was hired at a local radio station to be a morning show producer. And I had to put up with this individual for three years. And my... Disdain for this individual has not changed in that long a time. And I'll tell you why. The individual thought that he had me fooled all this time about a local club and you need membership to go in there and all this other blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you what exactly I think about you. Now, he always treated me like I was lower than dirt. Why? Because the egotistical idiot couldn't stand the competition, the fact that I was more popular than he was, and my show is still more popular than his afternoon show where he's at right now. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This individual knows exactly who I'm talking about. And I'm just going to say this. I don't like you. I never have. I'm more popular than you, and I am always, always am going to be. And I want to tell you, you hook-nosed bastard! You can kiss my ass. Thank you. All right. Are you gonna get? Are you gonna give us a name or what? No, no. He knows who I'm talking about. Most people. But is he? But is he listening? Oh, he probably. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he'll hear it later. I'm sure. Mm. Somebody will tell him, right? 
Oh, I'm sure. You know. And then, uh... You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about Jim Cowboy? So I do want to get into that. Uh, I'll let you finish up your rant discussion, but I do want to get into some draft talks before we get our first guest on. But, yeah, so did you have anything else on that or no? Well, you know, and, uh, the you know, this individual knows the answer I'm talking about. Now, here's the deal. If this jackass wants to tell the story a different way than the way I just told it, you're more than welcome to come on the show and talk about it. But I'll tell you what. Well, I'm just confused as to why he. I'm just confused as to why he hates you. Like, why does he not like you again? Like, why? Why is he been, you know? Well, he he he's 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 just an a hole. Okay, he's just a heel, and uh, you know, like I say, we have this uh, we have this club in town here, and uh, he thought he had me fooled the fact that oh, you need a you need to buy a membership to this place before they'll let you in there, which is BS. And where is this club now? It's closed because the the former owner was a crook just like him. And like I say, if he wants to tell the story a different way, then he's still the puny bastard inside that he was back then. And I tell Mm. him to his face again. I see. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Calling in about. uh, our first guest is scheduled about 10 minutes, so go ahead. Well, as those of you know, uh, we have we had the NFL draft uh, this, this past week or weekend, um, and a lot of interesting things had happened. Uh, we finally found out where Icon's boy is going to be playing. Um, we finally found out where um, his offensive lineman, Dylan Redunds, where he's going to go. Uh, we also found out where the former linebacker, uh, Jabril Cox, who who is now a cowboy, um, and we also You're found out where Justin. And we also found out um, where Justin Fields is going to go. Uh, we already, we found out where he's going to be the next franchise guy for out of the Ohio State University. Uh, I, Icon, uh, what did you think about your Vikings draft and all the trades that they made and the guys that they got? And subsequently, Granny, same thing with you. Uh, how, how did you feel uh, regarding new guys coming into Kansas City? Well, I'll let Granny go first. Go ahead. Ted, why did I didn't hear the question? Between, I'm sorry. The new guys, the new guys coming into Kansas City from the draft. I mean, did did, did you uh, get a look at any of the guys yet that they're, that they're signing on from the draft that they drafted? I I've seen bits and pieces of it. I I didn't get to watch it. Um, I am I am actually in Kansas right now as we speak. Oh. I got in yesterday to my mom's. Um, my mom was in the hospital for a couple of days. Um, she called me last Friday, and my brother had to take her to the emergency room. They admitted her midnight Friday morning, and her blood pressure was low. They said she was dehydrated, and which. I don't know how she thought that because she drinks plenty of water and stuff. But anyways, long story short, she's home. She's okay right now. But um, my brother's coming over tomorrow, and my mom's going to be 80 in August. And she realizes that because of her eyesight getting worse, she really can't see really well, and it's getting harder for her to get around. 
my mother's very independent, and she can be very stubborn, but she does realize that it's time to make that decision of she's going to have to do other living arrangements. She can't stay here by herself any longer, and so that's one reason why I came up here for a few days to help my brother to try to figure out, you know, what we need to do, so... Well, then, Greg, you can keep us posted on that, too. If you, uh, if, you know, if anything happens or whatever, if you need to, uh, you know, take some time off, you're, you know, free to do that. It's fine, you know. So. Yeah, I know that, and, and I appreciate that. So I just, like I said, I'm just kind of, I'll probably be here the majority of the week uh, with her and, you know, helping her with some stuff, so. So I kind of will get into um, some of your thoughts uh, on, you know, all of the draft coverage and where some of your players went and where some of, uh, you know, your Vikings, who who they got. But first, we do have a caller on. It is our 334 number, who I believe is, is the first guest we're looking for, correct? Well, that, well, let me make sure. Let me make sure here. <sighs> Let me make sure. No, no. The first guest should be calling from six six one. So it could, so it should, could be a caller. Let's uh, three three four five know, ten eighty two seventy eight. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, is this an actual caller or is this the troll known as the toilet flush guy? Hey guys, I know I'm not toilet flush. I just want to hear the icon's thoughts on Jay Thomas that he's been promising us and his Red Hawk. Mm. Icon, your Red Hawks. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, well, you know, as as a lot of people know, I've been uh, I've been a season ticket holder for the Red Hawks for uh, twenty five years, and this is the first year I am not having season tickets. Uh, this is the first year since two thousand eight I have not uh, been able to host a player. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so I'm probably not going to be uh, at the ballpark much this summer because of that reasoning. So if uh, people were expecting to see the icon in the stands, it's going to be few and far between, if ever. Um, so uh, unfortunately, that's just uh, that's just the way it's going to be. So hmm. and, uh, then, yeah. and then and then and then the caller popped off. That was weird. Asked about the Red Hawks and then hung up. Well, Anyway, um, yeah, so we'll get a little bit into uh, into that then. Uh, what do you think about the Bears trading all the way up to get your buddy Justin Fields from Ohio State? Well, uh, I was uh, hoping he'd, he I was hoping he'd go somewhere else, but I guess uh, you know uh, I'm glad that he's going to play, and uh, I hope that uh, he is successful there and he's treated right there. I hope so. He's going to be playing you know, in your division though against your Vikings. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've uh, well, you know, I um, I'll, I'll only not uh, cheer for him when he's playing against the Vikings, of course. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was happy with the Vikings and how they drafted. Uh, you know, we got a, a quarterback. I believe a quarterback in the future. We'll see about that. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. you no, know, another wide receiver for the future, running back for the future. So I will uh, tell you this though. I will give you this though. The guy that you. Uh, even though you guys traded all around in the first round, and, and, and um, the the guy that you got 
down at, I believe, 20 uh, after the trade mm-hmm. that you made and everything. Christian Derisaw, I definitely thought he was a top 12 guy, top 15 guy. I definitely think he was one of the best tackles. Like, in the draft, they had N.A. Sewell or Sean Slater, and I definitely think Christian Derisaw was was a, a solid third. And, uh, you know, I definitely think he was a third. Yeah, I know he didn't go third, um, but, but, but I, I definitely think he was a third. And, uh, you know, he's not very far behind those other two. Uh, he had a stellar year at Virginia Tech. I know the Vikings had had some questions on the offensive line. They've had some issues uh, trying to protect um, – uh, oh, why am I blanking on it? Kirk Cousins. They've had some issues uh, trying, trying to protect him. Um, their running game has been good with Dalvin Cook, but again, there's been, you know, it could be a lot better if they address those line issues. I like what they did with Derisaw, so I think, um, I think the Vikings had a pretty good draft. Well, you know, and a lot of people don't realize is he's the guy that the Vikings wanted. So when we traded down, uh, and he was still there, we got, yeah. Yeah, we got four more picks. I think that was a design thing, you know, which is which is good. I give kudos to the Vikings for, you know, everybody likes to complain about, you know, Steelman and his drafting techniques, but, uh, you know, we're not there. And uh, the other thing that uh, everybody is, I'm sure, aware of by now, that uh, North Dakota State was defeated by uh, Sam Houston State. Um, oh, I didn't see. I didn't even see that. Yeah, unfortunately, that our offense only scored two points, which was a two-point conversion. The special teams uh, uh, scored a safety and uh, two running, uh, two backs, uh, you know. So, uh, you know, the Bison aren't making any excuses, and uh, which they never do. And I've said this before. Uh, you know how many uh, diehard football fans are feeling uh, sad that uh, – the Bison lost nobody. Nobody, oh, yeah. you know, sorry for that. And uh, you know, we're we're kind of like the New England Patriots to the FCS. Um, but uh, you know, I was sad that we lost, but uh, I didn't get emotional like I did the last uh, when we lost to JMU in 2016. But um, you know, and I will say this: if South Dakota State is had will have any chance in their entire careers to uh, win the national championship, this is the time. So there you go. Um, and uh, what do you feel about um, uh, your buddy there uh, going third? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that, uh, you know, uh, the 40, uh, he'll do well with the 49 So that's hmm. – uh, you know, especially when Jerry Rice gives us high praise, you know that you know that there's something good going on there. You know. Oh, of course. I just, um, you know, I, I I just feel kind of bad. Like, what are they gonna do behind, uh, you know, Garoppolo? And are they gonna get rid of Garoppolo and make him the starter? Is he gonna learn for a couple of seasons first, or you know, what's the uh, what's the deal? But you know, I guess we will. Find out pretty soon. We do have a five oh one number on icon. Uh well, uh that might be our guess, so let's see, go ahead. Oh you you don't know what the number like is supposed to be uh, the starting number? Well yeah, she well she's uh, she's got a six six one number is what uh usually is. Oh, so well, I have five, no idea. 
501 is an Arkansas area code, Granny. It's down by Little Rock. Hmm. Yeah, that could hmm. be. I, I don't know who that would be. Maybe it's one of Granny's fans. Carla, you're on. Who knows? Hey, the Biden suck icon. <laughs> wow, yo, he's getting creative with this, yo. So, well, I don't, I don't think that's anybody from Arkansas, especially anybody that I know. Well, how, how did he get a 501 number? See, he's getting creative now. Who knows? Icon. Instead of just calling and flushing the toilet, he's actually talking about relative things that we're talking about on the internet now. So, obviously, listening, uh, he's getting more and more creative with his with his. So, I, I, I'm just lazy. I'll be absolutely honest with you. I'm lazy. I could have the intern vet all of these calls and answer and be like, hey, who's this? Okay, I'll put him through, blah, blah, blah. And I'll get a call into my headphone to say, hey, it's so-and-so from somewhere. But they've got other stuff to do with editing tape and all that. I don't want to put them through that if I'm not paying them. Um, but I might start. I might start doing that. You know, might have well, you to start know, doing that. you know, big swing. I get lots of phone calls on my cell phone. You know, from four seven nine area code, which is my area code. And yep. usually, it's just a recorded call. It's not, you know, any particular mm. person. So I guess anybody can use anybody's number because. I had a call one well, day a from a guy. Apps. There are a bunch of apps I out had, there that well, you can download. I had I had a call hey, guys, one I'm day from a person. Just to find out what's going on. You guys uh, take it for a little bit, all right? Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I had a call one day from a person, and I didn't recognize. And he says, he says, I told you to quit calling me. And I said, sir, I said, I don't know who you are, and I've never called you. And he just got so belligerent with me because he claimed my number was showing up on his phone. So and I'm weird. like, I don't know who you are. I don't call, you know, I've never called you ever. I don't know who you are. Why would I want to call somebody that I don't know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, really strange. You know, so, oh. I mean, it, our our technology nowadays is really, has really gotten really well, you know, Granny, weird, there, there is an app know? out there. there. There is an app out there, and I'm not going to give the name out of the app. I'll let you guys do your research because last thing I need is just backfiring on me and people using it. But there is an app out there. Where you can, it's called like, uh, why? Well, I see, I almost said the name. It's almost, it's almost like a fake caller ID. So, for example, if you wanted to prank somebody, or if you, somebody wasn't answering your calls, you can get somebody to answer your calls. Like, so for example, um, Granny, if I wanted to, I could call you. I, if I found out, let's say I found out what your mother's number, phone number was, right? I could call you mm-hmm. from this app. I could call you from this app. And and it would show up on your caller ID as your mother's number, and and you would oh, pick wow. it up and say, "Hey, mom," and then it's like, "Hey, no, it's me." Blah 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 blah. So if somebody, so I know a lot of my buddies who like go out to the bar and tell their girlfriends they're going, you know, somewhere else, and a lot of the girls will download this app and call, and it'll be like their sister or their mom or their whatever, and they'll answer the call and be like, "No, it's me, you bastard." Blah blah blah. blah. It's there's like there's ways to like, uh, you know. I, I could I could I I could call Icon's phone and have his fiance's number pop up on his caller ID if I wanted to you know so 
there are ways to do it. There are apps to do that kind of stuff. Uh, not, not too many people know about them, luckily. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, may, maybe that's what we're falling victim to. But anyway, Icon, we do have the 661 on with us. Are you back with us? Yep. Uh, go ahead. All right. I'm going to let you do your introduction that you've become so known for, and we'll, we'll get cracking. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to walk in the ring right now. She is my valentine, and I'm going to have her explain that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lovely, the devilish Lillian Morton. Are you there? Okay, this is getting ridiculous, people. This is absolutely uncalled for. (laughs) Hey, Lily, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Well, here's what happened. We we had a jackass uh, just uh, uh, use your area code uh, to call in, and we thought it was you. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do real quick here. I'm going to go ahead and do that introduction over. Then you got the line, and we'll do this over. Let's try this again. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is... My beautiful Valentine, and I'm going to let her explain that in just a few seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lovely, I give you the devilish Lillian Morris. Woo! What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, how are you? Hey, I'm all right. You keep calling me, though. I'm going to have to update that uh, restraining order. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Hopefully, by the end of the show, you'll you'll drop that. Anyway. Uh, do you have that uh, liner? Do you have that liner I sent you? The what? Do you have that liner I sent you to read? Oh, uh, here on the left. It should be on my messenger. Yeah, I'll text it to you again. Yeah, that way you can read it. Then we'll have fun with the interview. All right, this is Lillian Martinez. You're listening to Attitude Era Live with the host, the Icon, the Big Thing, and Granny Hustler. Hulkster. Hulkster. But anyway. Sorry. Well, well, that's okay. So how are you, Lillian? Good to have you on. Sorry, but Icon probably Sorry. spelled it wrong in the message. I'll blame him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, so out of it right now. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, I know that uh, you were uh, – I, I guess uh, you're also you're, – you're a bartender, I guess, too. Are you not or something like that? I serve shots at a Western theme bar. Yes. All right. I hope I hope you're gonna. Uh, if uh, if you uh, don't drop that restraining, I'm gonna have to have you pour me one. But we'll talk about that later. So anyway, uh, <laughs> if you want to give us a little background about yourself, uh, then we'll have some fun with you. Uh, let's see. What's there to say? I'm just an average person trying to make it in the acting and horror world, and music world, like everyone else. <laughs> Uh, just like me. Uh, so anyway, we're going to, you got a current project going on that we're going to talk about. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about it, but, uh, you, you are currently filming a movie, aren't you? Are you not? 
We just finished filming Valentine's Night, yes. Could you tell us a little bit about the premise on that? Let's just say you may think you know what's going on from the promo photos and everything, but you really have no idea. <laughs> a lot of people will not see that coming. All right. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I, there is a few uh, uh, uh I'm stuttering now because, uh, you know, you're so beautiful and you got me tongue-tied. But anyway, uh, I'm going to ask you a few <laughs> questions, and we'll kind of go around the room, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tough questions. But uh, I know there's a few pro, uh, promo pictures. I know that uh, I would like to either be the cameraman on one of the uh, options or one of your stunt doubles, but uh, there is one picture. I'm kind of curious. Uh, there's one picture Uh-oh. that uh, you had on your Facebook page. You were wearing a red bra, and you reached around the back, and you're about to hook it, unhook it. Uh, a nude scene, possibly? There, yes. Okay. Uh, so when does this movie come out so we all, all can drool over you? Well, you have Alan coming up after me, right? Yeah. Alan Matt? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who knows the exact release date and everything. Right now, they're editing and putting it all together. Okay. Well, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna we're gonna come back to me and uh, <laughs> ask you some. Uh, I'm gonna ask you some of the tougher questions and beg you to drop the restraining order, which I really would like you to do. <laughs> but uh, uh, we have uh, we have Lily Morris. We got uh, we we got 20 minutes. Uh, Granny, we got four guests. Go ahead, Lily Morris. Uh, she's not a heel. She's an actress. Go ahead. <laughs> well, what made you uh, decide you wanted to get into acting? I mean, what's your favorite thing about acting? And you well, can't say because you, you know want to be that's too easy. <laughs> well, you know how when you're a, child, you're a kid growing up, you, everybody says you can be whatever you want to be? Well, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a, a bunch of different things. So where else can I be everything I ever want to be than rather than being an actress and getting those roles in film or TV series? Oh, awesome. So, yeah. And where else am I going to become legendary and live on forever? The only way to live eternally is through <clears throat> acting and music and being That's remembered true. for what the, the mark you leave upon this world. <laughs> That's very true. Very, very true. That's awesome. I like that response. Uh, William Morris, I guess, here we got uh, 19 minutes, and I, unfortunately, I wish it was 19 years. But, uh, and by the way, I just want you to know, if you drop the training order, this won't be your only appearance on the show. Granny, uh, uh, <laughs> do you have uh, any other follow-up questions? No, I, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Big Swing, what do you got for our guest? Uh, be nice. She's got a restraining order. Go ahead. Well, that's against you, not against me. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I was just curious, uh is this something that you've always wanted to do or is this a relatively new uh, you know, uh taste for you? I I mean, was this something like as a kid you knew you wanted to do or Yeah, honestly, I grew up watching horror films with my stepmom. My stepmom and I would always watch horror films after my dad would go to bed. And mm. I always loved all the effects and, like, the actual or visual effects of everything. And I was like, I want to do that. I want And then I saw people, mm. like, doing freak shows, stunts, and fire. And I'm like, I need to do this. I want to learn this. And so I decided, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Sorry. I'm not supposed to the <laughs> No, it's after 10 o'clock. You're good. Um, what, are, okay. what, are some of your, what are some of your favorite uh, horror fil- uh, films? 
Oh, man. Well, you can't go wrong with any of the Child's Play series. Um, those inspired me as well as the uh, Ghoulies. Those were one of the first occult films I've watched, all the Puppet Masters. And, of course, who can forget uh, the com- the dark comedies like Cable Guy and shit like that. <laughs> hmm. um, I See, I... I, I actually I can um, find this kind of interesting because throughout, even though my degree is in broadcast journalism, uh, when I was in college doing the journalism major was part of it was uh, the writing aspect of it as well. And you know, we, we I used to have to do uh, we used to have to pick something within the school newspaper that we wanted to do. Now I, I was a big sports guy. I did all the radio play by play, but I got my fill with sports doing the radio side of it. For the writing side of it, I wanted to do something a little different, and my thing was movie reviews. I wanted to be like the next Roger Ebert kind of a thing, and I always loved uh, horror movies myself anyway, and I always found, you know, I, I, I mean, I took horror and film and story, I took novel and film noir, I took, you know, all these different horror movie classes, and, you know, watching the old black and white films, like silent horror films, Nosferatu, for example, some of those old ones. All the way up through the Alfred yeah. Hitchcock, you know, the Alfred Hitchcock movies, all the way up into uh, into yeah, some more recent ones. And um, my thing is, I I like a movie that yes, it, it, it makes sense, but it also it, it it's not just about all the blood and guts and gore and all that. It, it's it's kind of that right. psychological right. that psychological thriller. And the one that I actually get into arguments with people about all the time. Uh, was the original Halloween. Now, people talk about, you know, the Halloween movie, and, you know, you watch the original Halloween movie, and, yeah, there's not a lot of blood, and, and, you know, there's not a lot of of gore, but there's, you know, with the music, uh, which is one of the best scores, I think, of any horror film, and also the fact that, you know, he'll he'll appear somewhere, and 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 then she'll see him out of the corner of their eye, and then you'll look back again, and he's gone, kind of a thing, you know, kind of that suspense thriller uh whereas rob zombie put out a recent uh halloween movie and what i liked about that was they give you the background of michael myers as a kid going through the psychiatric hospital and all of that movie was just blood and guts and gore and shock value and so i didn't like it quite as much from from that aspect i felt they leaned too heavily on that so what are some of the things with um you know with, with the horror movies that you said growing up that you'd like to watch what were some of the things that drew you to uh the horror genre and and what are some of the things about the movies that you liked that that, that you liked the best was it the production was it the psychological aspect was it the you know the, the sci-fi element i mean what did you like the most <laughs> you're like hitting all the nails on the head right now <laughs> um oh, okay <laughs> i love it i just like like the, for instance uh I would I just get a kick out of it, you know. I like the fact that other people watch like some of the sci fi films for instance, Starship Troopers, where they're dissecting uh, yes. the bugs. I would mess with my I would fuck with my stepmom and like we would eat spaghetti whenever <clears throat> we would watch it and I would act like it's the intestines of the bugs going in my mouth and creep my mom out. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so it's it's all for me, I guess you could say I like the psychological parts, especially if they really if it's a real mind fuck, for instance, oh what's a really good mind fuck? Uh hide and seek. Hide and seek yes. is a real good mind fuck. Okay. I like films like that and I like the I like the old school horror, the old school like not so as much as the old school jump factor and the gore, but 
what the fuck did I just see? Is it safe for me to leave this fucking theater right now? You know what I mean? I want to fuck with people's heads, and I like those films that do that and have the old-school puppeteering with a minimal CGI, but just enough to make it so real you're freaked out enough. It's all about the art for me, and it's all about freaking people out and inspiring others to do real horror the way it used to be. Well, you know, you know what actually is kind of creepy to me in that regard, um, and one of the movies that I feel is uh, psychological with some gore, in fact, a lot of gore, but it has that psychological element to it, and it also is something that if you're very good with physics and really good you know, with your hands and building things um, you know, that you could actually do, and that is the Saw movies. Now I'm talking about oh, the yes. first. I'm, now I'm talking about the first five, six and seven I agree. were just a six and seven were just oh, a cash grab. You know, they made one of them I was have, a 3D okay, okay. and the other one was whatever. They, but they, the story okay, itself. I will agree. Yes, hmm? but the new ones that they did, Jigsaw, was fucking phenomenal, and it fixed all the other ones. It's oh, actually yes, when yes, you yes. actually watch Jigsaw. Yeah, because Jigsaw, is, you realize it's actually a really deep love story of him taking vengeance out on all those fuckers who killed his wife. Yeah, oh yes. And same thing with the fifth movie as well, <laughs> which kind of ties up this uh ties up the loose ends in the series, but some of the things that I like, you know, about that movie is it, it is yes, there's gore, yes, there's some 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 bloody scenes and things, but you have to actually listen to what they're saying in the movie and one of the examples for those of you who haven't seen any of the Saw movies I'm going to spoil it a little bit here (laughs) for you so I'm sorry but in the second movie when the lesson is he's trying to teach Detective Matthews to be less uh, aggressive and less you know jump to the point and you know he kidnaps his son he has them all in the house and all of that he says all I want you to do is talk to me just sit here and talk to me and come, you know, and, and be calm and don't be aggressive and over the top. He goes, and just sit here and have a conversation with me and, and you will see your son again. And he says, you know, your son is in a safe and secure location. Now, when he says safe and secure, you're thinking, hmm, okay, do I really believe this guy, yada, yada, yada. Well, it comes to really find out. <laughs> well, well, it comes to find out that the video that they were watching of the house was actually took place earlier in the day and it was not a live feed. <clears throat> the son was sitting in the safe next to them the entire time and had and had Detective Matthews calm down and listen to Jigsaw and, 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 and kind of got his message and did all the things instead of flying off the handle, he would have found out that his son you know, part of the game was that his son was safe and sitting in that blah blah blah. So when he said safe no, really and then the safe pops open at the end and he's in there, it's kind of like wow, okay, I have to go back and, like, watch the little nuances. And every time I watch the movie, I yeah, find something really different about too. it. Say hi to Calvin. And, and I find something new. So, okay. it, you know, that's why I think that those movies of, of the new generation are one of the, one of the best horror series we've had simply because of the little nuances and things like that. So, so that, that, that's pretty much fine. I agree. No, I agree with you 100%, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not just gore. It's something you actually have to pay attention to, and I like that. I like, I like a movie that draws me in and makes me think and makes me pay attention to what's being said instead of just having it oh, be mindless bloodshed the whole time. You want a movie that's psychological, uh, psychological mindfuck? Uh, check out uh, Society and uh, The Bug. Okay. 
Yep, I have to look into those. I've heard of the first one, not the second one. Okay. Yeah, uh, the bug. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I I got halfway through it and I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this film? Why are they all freaking out mm. right now? Why is their whole hotel room covered in an aluminum foil? <laughs> mm. Now, have you seen Have you seen um, uh, Midsummer? I have. Oh wait, no, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay, I won't ruin it I've for been, you, but Mid, Midsummer is another one that's uh, you're kind of wondering like why the hell is all of this happening, and uh, it's it's interesting because Midsummer is one of those thrillers that you know yes they use the gore to um, they use the gore to emphasize you know some of the things, but when you watch it, you're like whoa, like why is like what is what is going on here? So. I, I would definitely recommend uh, checking that out as well. Uh, Icon, before we continue here, because I know you have a couple more questions uh, to ask our guest, um, we do have a 701 number on, which is your area code. Are you expecting anybody from North Dakota to be calling in? Um, my area code should be 661. Oh, you are, yes. I'm talking about Icon's area code. Well, it oh, should sorry. be guys turn around again, so we'll wait. We'll wait. Okay. No problem. I just want to make sure it's not, you know, toilet guy or anything like that. I just want to want to interrupt well, the interview, but it could be. He's <laughs> called uh, three different numbers already, so yeah. It could uh, be. Uh, Lillian Morris, our guest here. We have uh, we have about eight minutes here with uh, Lillian, and then uh, we're going to bring the director on, and we're going to have you guys both on for a little bit together, and then we'll mm. uh, oh, wow. interview him real quick here uh, because uh, Big Swing likes to take up most of my time. Uh, so can do this. I'm a radio guy, man. I get a little long-winded. And you're still interrupting me. Uh, yes. If, if, if our fans want to check you out, see, you got a Facebook, you got Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe, what do you got? I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, yeah. Why, why would she no, have a GoFundMe? getting banned. <laughs> I have an OnlyFans, but... <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I have one of those, too. Uh, well, we, yeah, we, nice. we can talk about that off-air, and you can get, go, you know how to get access to that. Uh, Lily Morris, our guest here, we have uh, seven minutes. Uh, so now, uh, the movie, uh, My Valentine... Uh, I'm, yes. I'm Valentine's Night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now, did uh, you happen to... Um, uh, did he... did? And I'll ask the direction of this too, but did he happen to see you in a, a former film or did you uh, did he call you in for tryouts or did you find out that he was having uh auditions you went in? How did that come about? He um he was a friend of mine on Facebook and he saw some of my stuff and he wrote me and asked me if I'd be interested in this role and he's like, It's a lead role I'm like, Oh fuck yeah <laughs> And uh big swing which you don't know is uh both Lillian and the director are friends of mine on Facebook, and they're not yours. Oh well, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna say I'm I'm a little I'm a little upset, but it's okay. I think by the end of the night uh, we can change that up. But you know, we'll see. Well, I mean, you guys are all welcome to send me a friend request, and I guess I can get rid of the restraining order for now. Thank for you. now, uh, keyword for now. So now, with that, so with that being said, I, I'm I'm curious. Uh, you know, because our fans knew I was going to ask about this theme. Uh, now, you know, there there was a, I, I'm sure you were topless in the in the scene that I was talking about. 
So now, did you know going into it that there'd be a little nudity, or did you find out like the the day of, a couple minutes before shooting? Alan was very upfront and he's like, Hey, this is the role I have in mind for you. This is the details. Are you interested? And I'm like, Fuck yeah. I'm not I'm not shy. <laughs> well, I know that. Uh you know, let's uh if we could real quick, I'm gonna run down some of your uh you know, 'cause I, I am a fan. Uh I'm gonna run down a uh, few of your uh accolades. Uh Killer Waves two. Bite School oh, that was 2, fun. Yeah. Uh, Subsoil Films, Clown Motel. That, uh, yep. That's Clown Motel 2, uh, the one that's coming out in June. <laughs> right. Uh, Wicked Jack Horror Movie. Um, oh, that was fun. You know, you, uh, you're, you're main, you mainly work for Acid Bath Productions, which is <laughs> really awesome. Um, and... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you you also do uh, you also do fetish shows and parent readings and stuff like that too, don't you? Yes, I do. And uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> so That's let me ask you this: LA is, and New York. So let me ask you this: Is your centerpiece in your bedroom a Ouija board? Um, I don't use one of those. I use a different form of a spirit board. All right. So if and you I wanted, also uh, go ahead. And I also use pendulums and other stuff. So, <laughs> so if we wanted you to put a curse on somebody, you could probably oh take care of that for us. Um, I'm more of a hex is more effective. Um, basically, you take the photo of somebody, put it in a small box filled with mirrors, seal it with wax and ribbon, and bury it in a graveyard. So, therefore, whatever they they to put, so, whatever negative thoughts they put on you bounces onto them. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're going to find a picture of Toilet Flush Guy, and we'll send it to you. We'll let you take care of that. Honestly, Icon, I think okay. it's different people every time, though. I really do. But anyways, um, yeah, I, and, and you know, I, I, I didn't have the audio uh, set up again, and, and I guess it's my fault. But I was going to play, uh, play that I'm a Hex Girl uh, song from the uh, Hex would have been. A perfect, uh, perfect transition, but I don't have it set up because I wasn't prepared, and that's my fault. But, um, but yeah, so I think, um, I think that's actually pretty cool. You know how sometimes actors have to get into, get into character. Like you know, Heath Ledger, unfortunately, it led to his suicide. But um, when he was had to get into the Joker, and he was outside of the cameras and outside of the studio, had to be in character to really nail that film. Same thing with Joaquin Phoenix in his version and adaptation. Same thing with Jared Leto in his adaptation of it. Um, they were in their character. Do you find that when you have a major uh, role as a character that you are in, in this character mode the whole time during shooting, even in your daily life? Or can you leave everything at the studio and, and go about your day normally? Uh, um, it depends on the role. Um most of the time, I if it's a big role that I, or there's a lot of lines, I like to try to prepare, you know, mentally and I guess you could say a new personality develops. Mm. <laughs> um, but most of the time, like for instance, on set for Valentine's Night, it was I'm just my goofy self, smoking out, session up, you know, maybe a drink, and then 
as soon as I'm a little goofy on set and then right before they're like, all right, get ready for action. And I'm like, I close my eyes and it's like the whole another personality just takes over. <laughs> so I guess you could say I can leave it at the set if I need to. But if it's a really, really big role and I need to commit 100%, I will follow in the footsteps of my idols, like Jim Carrey and nice. all them, Heath Ledger and all them, Jerry Leto, you know, and I will fully commit myself to that role. I mean, Al Pacino even commits fully. Like, he doesn't forget the character until he's done filming. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, and uh, close caption to uh, Big Swinger, our next guest will be calling from an 818 number, just so you know. I got that. They're, they're on the hold, yep. Okay, oh, well, I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do real quick. I'm going to ask, uh, ask Lillian one more question. We're going to keep you on for a little bit uh, when your director's on. Uh, and then okay. uh, if you, if you want to stay on for the whole interview, that's fine. Uh, we, we actually <laughs> like that because I do have more questions to ask you. Okay. Um, I, can and, uh, I can hang out for a minute. Okay. Well, remember, and, she's three uh, hours behind. It's only 7 o'clock at night out there, almost 8. So. And, you know, the other cool thing is our third guest is uh, – she was in the uh, her name. She goes by Onyx. She was in the Spider Man, the first Spider Man movie. She was one of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's valet in the movie. So, oh, you know, cool. yeah, we're going hmm. Hollywood tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, I see that. <laughs> so we have uh, uh, Miss Mortis is our guest here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go heavy on the misses because uh, uh, I, I I've seen I've seen her husband and he he looks like he could kick my ass if I say the wrong thing. So. Uh, oh, you guys are fine. You guys to get him on next. <laughs> well, I I unfortunately just wish you were with me instead of with him. But anyway, that's, uh, that's oh <laughs> wow. I can I, I didn't want to I didn't want to have to do it to you this early, but. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Lillian, if you want, if you want to hang out for a little bit, uh, if you want to put our next guest on, and then we'll interview him, and then we'll uh, we'll get them both together, and then I, we can ask him like some double questions. Sound good? Miss, Mr. Director, yeah. Director Man, yeah, eight one eight number. I got it. Van Van Nuys is what is coming up. I don't know if he's in Van Nuys, but that's what's coming up on my uh, station caller ID here. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put them through. So do you want to do your introduction thing? And we just saying hi. What are we doing? Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is the greatest film director to ever take part in this show. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man that helped show us Miss Mortis Topless. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Alan Mapp. Hey, this is Alan Matz. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. All right, Alan Matz is our guest here. We have, uh, well, we have about. I hope you heard that. Here, so, uh, we we have we have uh, one of your actresses on the uh, on the line with us. We're going to keep her on hold for a little bit, and then we'll bring her back on towards the end, and we're asking you guys some double questions. But first, before we do this. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll have fun with your interview, and then we'll get you both on together. Sure. Well, let me make this as exciting as possible, because it really isn't. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey and moved out to California. Yeah, right? Yeah, I moved out to California in the uh, mid-'90s to be a filmmaker. And uh, I am an independent filmmaker, photographer, and writer, which basically means I work at a health insurance company to make some money. Okay. So, um, 
so uh, you you went out to you went out to do film, and you're out in Van Nuys. Uh, how many films would you say are under your belt? Would you say? Uh, well, only uh, okay. So I a while ago yeah, I did I wrote and produced. I a, know him. Uh, Sasquatch film. Who's that? Who's that? No, I thought I heard somebody talking. I think that was. <laughs> Uh, Vince, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to mute her mic for now, and then we'll bring her back on. All right. Go ahead. Uh, yes, I, I, I just yeah. did. I just did that, yeah. <laughs> I did um, I did a couple of um, low-budget films, and mostly short stuff and some spec stuff. Um, so not a very big filmography. Um, but I did do some work on some animation over the years, um, writing uh, some stuff at Cartoon Network and some stuff at Disney, helped develop some stuff. So I bounced around from here to there. But my, my love, my, my true heart belongs to horror. And uh, I just kind of had to finally go out and do that on my own. Uh, Alan Metz is our guest here. We have uh, 27 minutes. Uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll go around the ring. Uh, go around the ring. Go around the room, <laughs> and then we're going to come back. <laughs> then we're going to come back to me with more time, because uh, I'm not going to let Big Swing take up all the time. Okay. So, yeah. now, you have a current project uh, with our, our our recent guest. Uh, tell us about uh, uh, your inspiration for making the film and writing it and coming up with the idea. All right, so we're currently doing um, a short film called Valentine's Night. And the it, it was kind of like something that just um, – I'm, I'm in post-production on a, on a big feature – not a big feature film, but a feature film. It's big to me because it's a feature. I've been working on it for three years. It's taking forever. But while I'm working on that, I got this idea that just kind of popped into my head, and I was like, oh, you know, that would be pretty funny. And I, I kind of told a couple of my friends – the idea, and I said, what do you think of this? This happens, and this happens, and this happens. And they were all like, that's great. You should do that. So um, because, you know, we were kind of like stagnant in all these other projects that we're working on, I wanted to do something just kind of quick and dirty. And so we came up with this idea. I talked to um, a friend of mine named Mary Russell. She is a, she's also an independent uh, filmmaker. She's got an independent feature she's starting to work on. Um, and I pitched it to her. I said, do you want to shoot this? And it was, and she was like, sounds great. Let's shoot that. And, um, cause I'm kind of a idiot behind, I can't deal with technical stuff terribly well. I can write the ideas and I can come up with the ideas and I can tell other people what I want, but I'm kind of an ig- ignoramus when it comes to actually doing things. So, um, I pitched it to her, she dug it and I was like, all right, well, let's see if we can make this happen. So we were like, let's see if we can raise some money. Uh, so we can shoot it. Um, I had just recently met Lillian, um, and I, I don't know if she'll be angry with me, but I can't remember how. <laughs> I, I think it was on Facebook, but I don't remember how we we met each other. We just suddenly met each other. Um, and she had mentioned that she was looking for projects, and so when I came up with this one, just knowing what Lillian had been doing before and what she was kind of into, I was like, all right, this this might be something she might be into. And once I had her um, sign off that she was down to do it, it kind of, you know, allowed me to get other people involved. So uh, it had nothing to do with the fact that you had a topless scene and you wanted her to be in that scene, right? 
it had a lot to do with that. <laughs> okay. I knew I knew she had I knew she was kind of open to that if the if the role was good if she thought the part was good and the film was fun I knew she'd be down for um, you know getting kind of funky. And uh, you know I uh, I wanted to be the camera guy on that scene <laughs> or uh, I yeah. wanted to be the stunt double on that scene. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch you me. I'm gonna show you me in a little bit. But uh, before we move on, here we got Alan Metz. I'll need pictures, man. I'll need lots minutes. of pictures. <laughs> uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. Granny, there. Okay. Yeah, I'm Granny's here. not there. Okay, you yeah, have any I, for I'm, our here. Guest, uh, I, I, I'm here. You have any questions? Uh, what was one of your favorite horror films that you watched in, you know, growing up or, you know, did you have any favorites or? And you can't say being on the show, that'd be too easy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will not say being on the show. Um, I mean, there's, there's so many, but I mean, right off the top of my head, obviously an American role from London, probably not just one of the best horror movies ever made, but one of my favorite movies ever made. Um, With David Naughton, you know, right? What's that? David Naughton, right? Yeah, the Pepsi guy. Yeah, and he was also in uh, my favorite movie, Midnight Madness, which was also Michael Midnight J. Madness. Fox's first movie. And uh, Kevin right. Purse was in that movie as well. That's right. And that weird-looking geeky dude from 1941. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> See, wow. Mike Diesel. Uh, oh, is that his name? Yep. He's been on our show. Wow. Oh, well, don't tell him what I said. Um, So, you know, obviously, uh, American Wolf in London, obviously, uh, John Carpenter's remake of The Thing, Um, Creepshow, you know, Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Um, I I mean, I'm going to pull the basic stuff out of the bag, right? Um, But it's, it's, they're classics for a reason. And I also love, you know, the trash, you know, I love the, the trash that, you know, it, you're not supposed to say you like. I mean, obviously things like humanoids from the deep with, you know, uh, mutant fish raping women. I mean, who doesn't love that, right? Uh, um, killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, of course, that's killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, those classic uh, D minus uh, horror films, you know, that you used to see on uh Late night uh, USA network up all night, uh, you know, yeah. with Gilbert Godfrey and uh, Carolyn Schlitt, and I can't remember the other name of the other gal, Rhonda Shear. You know, used to Rhonda be Shear, all those yeah. great, uh, uh, who's also going to be a guest on our show uh, uh, coming up, and that's something we'll talk about later. Uh, Alan oh, Metzner, great. Here we got uh, 21 minutes. Uh, big swing. I, want, I need some extra time, so what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. You can't forget about The Blob either. The Blob was a classic corny film. But um, one that I'm, I'm, I'm curious about, and, and as you know or as you may not know, uh, <clears throat> this is a wrestling show, so I'm going to tie this in a little bit to wrestling. Um, a lot of people talk about the, you know, the Attitude Era, for example, from 96 until about 03 being the best era, the golden era. I, I mean, everything they did from WWE to WCW to ECW was just gold. It was considered wrestling gold. It, it's in the archives. It's it's the best thing ever. It's whatever, you know. Nowadays, you watch yeah. it, and, and, and the product is so different. And you can't even really, at least for me anyway, can't even watch the product anymore. It's just too corny. It's too, 
fake looking. It's just they, there's no enticing storylines or anything like that. So my question is, do you feel that horror now, because it seems like every time a horror movie or every time the movie cycles come out, usually is around Christmas and then there's one in March and then there's always summer films. Um, the, the the horror movies that come out that they advertise, I'd say maybe within the last 10 years or so, do you feel like the movies are getting worse and worse as the production and, and as things go on? Or do you feel like horror is getting better as a genre? Or, I mean, did you like it when it was older? I mean, do you feel like that there was a golden age of horror that they have, haven't been able to live up to? Or do you feel like, like recently they've been able to hit to hit on some good ones and uh, you like where the genre's going? That's a that's such a great question. That's like the kind of question that warms my heart when people want to hear that honestly about horror. Um, I I come I'm very old school when it comes to horror. I to me the golden age for me is mid seventies probably to late eighties, like right up to the early nineties. The the thing that I I don't really pay too much attention to modern day horror films unless mm. people tell me I should, and the reason for that is because I think modern horror not not necessarily on the end of the filmmakers themselves, but on the people kind of the, 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 whether it's a studio backing it or you know um, or maybe the filmmakers just come from a different um, era themselves. I feel like what they lose sight of or what they focus on is not what I feel like should be focused on. Yes, there can be gore and yes, there can be violence and yes, there can be effects, but I, I'm not sold on movies where that's the, that's the, that's the featured item. For me, even a, a, a trashy movie, I got to like the characters and I have to feel like, you know, the story can be familiar, but I got to feel like there's some kind of new fresh spin on it. And, you know, that's why I feel like a lot of remakes don't work that well because they take the things that made the original unique and get rid of that. And then you're just left with kind of like a rehash of it. And they're like, yeah, but look at all these great effects. Yeah, look at how slick it looks. And I don't know. I don't think this horror doesn't necessarily need to look slick. You know, horror just well, needs I, to be original. It needs to be invented. I, I was creative. just telling uh, Lillian, our, our guest before, I was just telling her about my favorite, I would say, series. I mean, of course, I like The Conjuring and a lot of those, a lot of those um, psychological horror films more so than the gore films. But uh, for me, from a series standpoint, um, would would be the Saw movies. But when you mention when you when you mention um, remakes not being as good, one one point that I brought up to her was one of my favorites of all time has to be the original 1970, I believe it was 73, it could have been 76, but either way, I had to look that up, I should know that, but I gotta look it up, uh, the original John Ca- John Carpenter Halloween, and when you watch that Halloween movie, yes, watching it in today's modern age seems kind of corny, there's not really any effects, there's not really any of this, it's, it's just that psychological horror of this impending doom that you can't escape from. The Rob Zombie remake of of that. Yes, they did a good job giving you the background of Michael Myers as a kid going through the psychological hospital and all this, but they leaned, I think, a little too heavily on the shock value of the blood and gore, and they got away from, you know, what Michael Myers... Michael Myers would only kill people that reminded him of his childhood. You know, babysitters neglecting the kids, teens having sex when they have other responsibilities, you know, people out and about on Halloween, 
you know, uh, yeah. stuff like that, neglectful. Whereas the Rob Zombie one just came out and killed everybody. So you know, everybody was pet. And, and it was bloody and gory. And yeah, it was cool with the effects and some of the kill scenes, but it wasn't tried and true to the original Michael Myers. So, you know, that's sort of why I think, you know, I'll watch some of these remakes uh, of old classics, and then I'll watch, you know, some ones that are that standalone films. And I feel like sometimes today they lean a little bit too heavily on the special effects and the productions, and they want that cool kill scene instead of really giving you something to think about, something where, you know, you, you don't want to go to sleep with, 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 with the lights on, uh, without the lights on. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes when I was a kid, there were movies that were, I'm like, wow, like, this movie changed me. Now I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, right. I mean, that was entertaining if you got a girl over at the house yeah. and you throw on a fire and make some popcorn and sit there, but you're like, yeah, this is stupid. That's most of the new ones. The older ones, I think, kind of connected with you on more of a mental level, and that's why I, I, I like, you know, some more of, like, the Hitchcock movies, for example. People don't really understand well, yeah. the Hitchcock horror, but if you really break it down, uh, it was a lot more psychological than it was, you know, visual. And I think that that's um, what sometimes a movie needs. It needs something for you to pay attention to, something for you to think about when you're leaving a theater or when you pop out the disc. So that's really that's really what it is for me. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. And, and first of all, yeah, you, you know, audiences today, they change, right? They're, it's a cyclical thing, but they change, right? And kids today are not going to be scared by the original Halloween. Um, yeah. because it's just an entirely different time. They're, they're, yeah, or like, they, they it, see it, it, it so is another example. Like the new It that came out, the new It that came out was like the biggest thing ever. It was the number one movie in the country or whatever. If you go back and you watch the original It, you're going to be like, uh, this is kind of stupid and corny. You know what I'm saying? But the original It is just it's so classic. Of of time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you, it, 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 you mentioning Halloween is actually a great example because – what I love about Halloween, the original, is and – and, and some of it came out of the fact that they just didn't have the money to do more, right? So they just had to be creative with it. But the idea Not of Michael true. Myers as a character or Jason Voorhees as a character, why those characters were so scary is because – not so much Jason because he's pretty explained. But Michael Myers, they couldn't explain. And the idea was he's just evil. You don't, he came from a nice house, from a nice family. He had – I mean, you look at his house, he's a, good, he's a good family. Nothing weird was going on. He was just evil, and that was the explanation for it. He was just this force of evil. He just snapped one day as a kid, and that was it. And what I, didn't, what I don't like about and what I think Rob Zombie completely missed about it was something you actually brought up. He gave Michael Myers a background. Okay, well, now we know. Okay, so he was abused. He was in an abusive family. He was picked on as a kid. He, you know, all these things, and it's kind of like, Okay, well, that completely removes the mystery, right? That completely makes it just, um, you know, Richard Ramirez or something. You know, it, 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 it puts a face to it that I feel like the original, in a very clever way, was like, this is just some scary shit because you don't know what he's going to do. You cannot predict what he's going to do. Um, and I also think one of the things that modern-day horror movies tend to miss is they just want the kill count, right? They want the kill count. They want to be bloody and they want to be violent. And what I think they miss all the time is that you're not supposed to want to see people get killed. You're supposed to want these characters to survive. 
And then when they get killed in these horrifying ways, it's horrifying and it's scary and it's violent and it's bloody. I mean, you can make, I mean, a, a horror movie, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a very fine line between scary and funny, which is why usually when you have a really good scare, you bust out laughing afterwards. And I think that for a movie to be effective, you're not supposed to want the characters to die. Yeah, you can have one guy who's a dick or whatever, but overall it should be sad, <laughs> you know, when a character dies because mm. you're supposed to like them. You want to relate to them. You want to see them. But, you know, but then again, they have, to, they, have to do, they have to do their due diligence in introducing you to the character and giving the character a little bit of a backstory and giving you a reason to care about the character. And sometimes they just don't have the time for that. Well, another thing, too, and I'll let Icon go because I know he's chomping at the bit, but another thing, too, is I feel like perhaps horror took a little bit of a back burner in the 80s and 90s. I mean, you look at 1993, you have Jurassic Park that came out that set, you know, set the tone for visual special effects and all this. Uh, one of the top yeah. movies of all time in terms of graphics in 93. You watch a horror movie from 93, and it's like, it's like you ever try watching something from like a VHS, like an old commercials or something? And you're like, this is kind of, kind of not cool. Like, this is weird, you know? Like, like, like it just seems corny to you. But yet you watch something like Jurassic Park, and you're like, wow, the special effects, when you think about it for 93, was crazy. So I think horror kind of took a little bit of a back burner. People didn't put as much money into big-budget horror films until recently. And I think, unfortunately, they put money into the wrong places because the new movies, like you said, rely more on you know, the kill count. And kids, are, kids are leaving the theater going, wow, did you see so-and-so got impaled with a, you know, whatever. He was a wood in his blood and it was crazy and blah 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 instead of wow dude you know do you want to stay over tonight I don't want to go to sleep you know it, it's different <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. you know but anyway Icon now I'll let you go because I know you're chomping at the bit man and I can talk uh, I can talk horror films all night so I'll, I'll let you go <laughs> alright uh, Alan Mortis is our guest here we got uh, 10 minutes and we're going to bring uh, Louie back on here in about 5 and we're going to have you guys on together uh so, you know, we talked about uh, your your movie, Valentine Night. Uh, yeah. Is there any projects that you're uh, currently working on or seeking um, uh, actors or actresses for? Because here's what I like to put out there, and our fans knew this was coming, and so did my co-host. Now, if you're mm. looking for somebody that could make a uh, – whether it be a uh, – um, a role like someone that would get killed at the beginning. I know a lot of our fans would like to have you give me that role, but you yes, know, if, if you need somebody to die first in a movie, Icon would volunteer. Yes, yes. Yeah, if you would so you'll, you'll be, be the asshole of the film. Project, I got you. Yes. Yeah, if you let me be in one of your projects, not only will I come down and I'll carry your bags and uh, get your cappuccino and you know keep fans away from you at the restaurant, whatever. I'm putting myself out there to you. I would like to be involved in one of your projects. I And I know where I'm from here in Fargo, North Dakota. You put me in one of your movies, not only will they have a uh, Ellen, uh, Ellen Metz Day down here, uh, they'll do a premiere <laughs> at the Fargo Theater. They'll do everything. It'll be a promotional thing that you had never seen before. And all you got to do is uh-huh. let me be in one of your movies. All right. All right. I'll keep that in mind for the next one we do. Uh, mm. and, and, you know, like I say, I, uh, you know, um, 
as long as you uh, can uh, give me a couple hot dogs and whatever, uh, <laughs> you know, if the, when the movie comes a mega hit, then you can pay me. But uh, okay. you know, just take dogs? care of my meals until I'm uh, until we're until you sell it. Now I know I, 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 I don't know if you've seen the movie, but uh, I'm gonna go into this real quick before we bring her on. One of the most frustrating endings I have ever seen in a movie, uh, and I knew what was coming because I read the book because I'm a huge Stephen King fan when it comes to horror, but one of the most frustrating endings, and people around me in the theater had not read the book, so they were a little bit perturbed by the ending as well, was of The Mist. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, um, but you leave that, you leave that, you leave that theater with a sunken feeling because they did, they did an immaculate job of introducing you to the characters and doing the correct character development so that by the end of the movie, you actually genuinely cared about these characters that were in that car at the end scene. And, uh, when I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but whatever happens at the end of that happens. And then all of a sudden you realize it was all for naught. Uh, kind of left the theater with that kind of, you know, you know, you drive home in silence, you don't say anything, kind of a kind of a film. So um, that that it was a it was a very bloody gore. Yeah, it was a very very bloody move. <laughs> and yes, it worked. It was. I mean, and, uh, that movie that now, movie would not have the notoriety that it does if it didn't have that ending. Oh, of course. Uh, Alan Metz is our guest here. we got uh, five minutes. We're going to bring Julian on here in a second. But before we do that, uh, uh, if our fans want to check out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, uh, a GoFundMe. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I, I, have, I have Facebook pages for everything I do. So if you go to Facebook pages, there's, Al- there's actually a Valentine's Night Facebook page. Not tons of stuff on it. Um, the feature film I'm working on is called Magic Hour. So if you go to Facebook, you can find that page, um, which is Magic Hour Film. Um, I do photography. So my photography page is up where there's plenty of pictures of Lillian, and there will be plenty more. Um, that's at Silent 13 Studios. Um, and then a lot of my writing can be found on uh, The Bad Writer also has a Facebook page because I'm pretty sure I'm a bad writer. And uh, also, real quick here, uh, for our fans that listen to the show from time to time, know that we're going to have we have a little contest going on from the end of the show to start next show. If you go to our our page, Author Ropes on Facebook, uh, and you like the page, um, uh, you will be automatically qualified to win a uh, autographed picture. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to double do this an autographed picture of Lillian, and I know that. Uh, uh, our buddy uh, Alan here is going to send us a few, uh, whatever he can sign, whatever it is. And uh, now uh, with the movie, real quick, uh, if you uh, Big Swing, if you want to bring a, uh, uh, Lillian back on, uh, uh, now I can talk. We'll talk to both of them and have some fun. We have about five right. minutes, but uh, so um, when uh, will the uh, when will the film be available? Is it going right to DVD, or are you going to put it out in theaters? Uh, what's what's the status on that, if you know? Uh, well, yeah, it won't be in theaters because it's too, it's going to be too short to be in theaters. But I'm I'm not sure yet um, how we're going to release it. It's either going to be a streaming release, um, but before we do that, we're going to check for any upcoming um, short horror film festivals. Um, and see if we can get it kind of premiered that way, just so we can um, have it kind of roll out in some festivals. Um, 
and then you know, well, and then we'll you know we'll put it out there. Well, you know, here in Fargo we have what they call uh, the Grind Flicks Night. Uh, it's mm-hmm. where they show all the trailers from the greatest C minus D minus films uh, in history. And uh, maybe I can hook you up with them if they do that this year. You could show it here. Yeah, that would be great. Awesome. I'd totally be uh, down. Uh, is Lily back on now? Uh, she can be. Hang on. All right. Um, buh, 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 buh. Okay, yep, yep, very good. All right, so Lillian, you're back on here, and I know you know, uh, I know you know Alan, obviously. Uh, so Hi. Now, there, Hi. without giving away any, without giving any uh, thing away from the movie, is there a potential for a sequel that all three of us can be in together? <laughs> Alan, what are you uh, saying? Do we make it a full feature or what? Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what. If somebody gives me enough money, I will definitely turn it into a full feature. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we can do a direct sequel to this. Perhaps we could do a prequel. That seems to be all the rage these days. Well, I'll tell you what. Then let let me bring the prequel. And uh, uh, Lillian, instead of doing the restraining order, uh, he can have a scene where you kill me. There we go. Oh, I'm down for that. Yeah. Great, thanks. <laughs> uh, uh, can it be? Uh, can, can, can it be like? Can, can, can we set a record while we're doing this? Like, can it be like the most graphic and disturbing kill scene like in the history of uh, film? Because that that would be that would be amazing. <laughs> That's a tall order. I'm but down. I'm down. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I like, uh, uh, Lillian, I will be losing your number now. Thanks. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Out. Well, actually not, but I, I love you so much. Uh, but uh, now, do you guys, um, and I don't know if you guys have planned it out, but I know you like work, like working together. Uh, do you guys have any plans for any uh, other movies that she might be in that she doesn't know about? Well, you probably don't want to spoil it, but I'm sure you'd want to hire her again, right? Just like you want to hire me. Absolutely. I, I absolutely want to work with Lillian again. And uh, we've talked about it. And we've kind of just thrown ideas about it. You know, um, I have a, um, a novella that I wrote that I would love to turn into a film. Um, and I talked to her a little bit about it. Um, you know, and just other things that come up. I mean, there's, there's no shortage of ideas. So it's just a question of finding the time and money to do it. And as long as I can find other people to pay for it, I will film it. I'm, you know, if, if, it, if it excites me because it's down and dirty and, and you know, it, it's an interesting story with some fun characters, I'm totally down. And, and it's like you know, I'm, I'm absolutely going to work with come type of thing. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, but I had a great time working uh, with Lily. And, and, I mean, everybody in the film was great. And every, it, was the, it was actually the first time I'd shot a nude scene or sex. And I was kind of really nervous about it, but it ended up it it ended you know it, it ended up being like so fine and like so like not a big deal that I I, I actually really like it and I definitely want to shoot some more nude scenes. Well, uh, Lily, you made you super uh, comfortable. Well, well know, Lily, and I hate to break Lily, and I hate to break it to you, but I think that's why he wanted you in the film. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, that's why I want to see the film. Uh, but uh, now when you. Uh, Lillian, I'll ask it. We we have uh, we have these two with us. We have uh, we have them for another five minutes before Onyx calls in. But uh, now, uh, when you were doing the new scene and when you were filming it, 
you know, were, were you nervous at all filming it? And were you nervous at all being nude in front of people on the set? Uh, no, honestly, um, despite previous experiences, um, Alan and the whole crew made me feel really comfortable, and it was a really fun experience. The whole time, it was just a bunch of laughs, and we were all goofy together. It was just, it was just like one big family, fucked up family, horror family having fun. <laughs> and uh, Alan, um, now, did you? Uh, was there a situation like, okay, you you know that you were filming this particular type of scene, and um, I suppose, uh, was it one of those situations like, okay, uh, you have to be here, you have to be here, you don't, you don't, or was it like um, all of a sudden everybody from catering showed up early or uh, the janitor <laughs> was checking things out? What happens when you film a scene like that? Well, um, it was, it, it, this was a very, set. keep in mind, this was, yeah, it was a closed set, and keep in mind, this was a very small crew to begin with. I mean, this was a real low-budget, yeah. independent short film. I mean, this was... You know, we kept it to a minimum anyway just because we couldn't afford a lot of a crew. But that being said, um, if, yeah, people who didn't need to be on set were not on set. You know, it was basically no, myself, was awesome. the, uh, the DP, the sound guy, and we had makeup nearby just in case we needed touch-ups. Um, but even but other than that, that was around it. the corner. She was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, she stayed, in, yeah she, stayed, she stayed behind another door while we were shooting. Yeah. It was awesome to work with everybody. I loved how respectful everybody was and how we vibed together. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome. a lot of fun. It, yeah. And uh, uh, Lillian, uh, like I say, I did get I did get the autograph you sent. Uh, your uh, your picture, I, I took I took down uh, an autograph picture of uh, of um, Michael Jordan, and I replaced it with your picture. So I just want you to know that. <laughs> Oh no! You're gonna get Michael out of wow. ass now, huh? <laughs> well, you know. Uh, and uh, Alan, your picture go up on the wall. I'll probably I'll probably take off uh, uh, Terry Staubach, uh Roger Staubach, and place you in, in front right. of him. Actually, Lillian, he uh, he actually lied to you. Um, your photo is actually on his ceiling above his bed, um, and so <laughs> that's that's where he put it. I want to put so, mine there, too. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. This is funny. I love it. Uh, uh, so uh, we have uh, a real quick... He didn't even have, deny uh, it. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, we have uh, Alan Metz and uh, Lily Mortis, uh, and uh, uh, we... We, if you guys, if we didn't scare you too much or whatever, we'd like to have you guys both on again at some point. Uh, uh, like, Alan, if yeah. you uh, have a movie coming up that you want to pitch, uh, you know, uh, we'd love to have you back on again to talk about that. We'd like to uh, get uh, as many uh, listeners out there that uh, can support your film, and maybe we can uh, start a GoFundMe, uh, hire, uh, hire the icon, uh, you know, uh, uh, for that I'll pay, to, pay to have him on my film or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I would love to uh, come back. I had a lot of fun. Oh, and then, I'm uh, down to come back. Here, <laughs> uh, uh, Lillian, uh, I, I did give uh, your um, I did give your autograph picture to uh, another one of your fans, and you wanted to say say hello to him. So if you could go ahead. Hey. 
Hold on. <laughs> hey, Jerome. It's Lillian Mortis. Just want to say thank you, and I hope you have a very, very fantastic birthday. And uh, the uh, poor guy is, uh, well, by the time he hears this, he'll have his knee surgery, and hopefully uh, we'll be doing one-on-one basketball in the uh, uh, in the driveway. But I'll tell you what, I, I thank you both. Uh, Lillian, I'll, thanks for dropping the uh, restraining order. Uh, I'll stop calling you <laughs> two in the morning. Uh, Alan, I'm not going to stop calling you until your heart, well, I'm, well, I'm kidding, but not kidding. But you know what I mean. And I want to thank you guys. I want to thank, thank you guys you. for being out with us. And you guys are so awesome. I thank you very much. Yeah, man. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks, See you guys. guys. Thank Bye. you. Have a good Bye. night. You as well. All right. So oh. do we have our next guest on? Yes. 310 number. Uh, let me make sure. Let me make sure. Uh, you know, I just like to know how the toilet flush guy gets um, all these different numbers. You know. Well, like, I was explaining to Granny. I was explaining to Granny earlier that there are apps out there that you can basically call anybody from any number. So, like, there's an app out there. I'm not gonna give anybody any ideas, but there is an app if you want to do your own research. Uh, where icon, I could call you, for example, from like from my phone. I could call your number, and on your caller ID, your fiance's number would come up on your phone. So you would pick it up thinking it was her calling, but it was really me calling you using her number. So there are okay, ways I want you to. Pet- I want you to text me that app because I can I can make use of that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, literally any number that you want to show up will show up on this, and then and then uh, that way, you know, you can kind of trick people into answering phones and things like that that way. So it's it's kind of uh, it, right. it's well, a pretty it's a pretty good to, trolling app. I'll send it to you off the air though. We we got to go to our guest, guys. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Do your ladies intro, and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, waiting in the wings. She's about to walk down the aisle and step through the ropes. And she's done that many times before. She's been in Hollywood. She's a lingerie fighting champion. She's been a valet for a macho man, Randy Savage, brother. And she's going to tell us about how she could kick Spider-Man's ass. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Onyx. Hey, what's up? This is Bronco Billy from Wild Women Are Wrestling, formerly known as Glow, a.k.a. Onyx. I'm here, you're here, listening to Attitude Air Live with the host, Icon, Big Swing, Granny Holster. Once again, the one and only, ain't nobody going to be me, can even take the challenge with me. That's right, Onyx in the house, waiting for questions. All right, we have Onyx as our guest. Now, uh, I know that uh, I know that you're tired, and I understand that. Uh, how much time oh, do you I think have you can have nap. with you? I have my nap. I'm going. This girl's okay. working six days a week. Well, let me ask you this. Big swing, can we go overtime if we have to? We have to, sure. Um, yeah, possibly a little bit. There wasn't a Yankee game or anything today, so, so yeah, possibly, yeah. I, I mean, not... Not like an egregious amount, but a little bit, yeah. 
All right. Well, good. That's nice uh, of you. Well, well, give, good. Give us ten minutes over. So, Onyx Zero guest here. We have. Uh, well, we we don't care how much time we got left because we're going to go on for. Uh, first off, uh, Onyx, um, uh, you gave us a little bit of a background about yourself, but. Uh, you know, you started out uh, with the Glow Girls as Bronco Billy. That's where I actually fell in love with you as a kid, and I'm still in love with you. But um, you, uh, we'll, we'll we'll touch on every aspect, and then we'll get to the big stuff. And then we'll uh, before we get to the real big stuff, we'll do a roundtable. Uh, ask, uh, have everybody ask you some questions, and we'll come back to me. And I'll ask you the tough stuff. But uh, now. Um, Fortunately, you know, we, uh, you know, we lost Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, you know, a couple years back now, which is, you know, sad for all of us. But, uh, and you got to be on the set with him. You got to be one of his uh, 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 valets in the movie Spider-Man. Can you tell us, can you give us a special Macho Man Randy Savage memory that you have that no one might not know about? Yes, yes. We were called the Bonettes, Spider-Man 1. We were in the wrestling cage trying to uh, help him kick Spider-Man's booty. But, of course, he's a great guy, a legend, awesome to work with. And one thing I do remember about him is he would literally carry around like a bucket of chicken and just eat all day, you know. And um, he's definitely missed, definitely loved, and was awesome to work with. And, you know, I also work with China. And she's also right now in heaven with him. So we worked on a movie together as well. And she was another just awesome, amazing, special female to work with. And RIP to both of them. Uh, well, let, let's talk about this. And we'll go back to Spider-Man real quick. Uh, now, what did, you, uh, what did you do with China? We did a movie called, um, uh, God, what's it called? Cougar Town or Cougar Club. We worked on a movie together. Now, there was no nudity in this movie, right? No, no nudity. Nope. All right. Because we, uh, we know that China became famous for that later on. But uh, now, uh, when, you, uh, when you were uh, – pick for Spider-Man, did you uh, have to go in an audition, or did the director know you, or how did that uh, come about? Yeah. Yeah, great question. Um, the director came into WOW, Women of Wrestling. All the girls had a chance to audition. You kind of had to make up your own line and make up your own little audition. He's like, just do something, do anything, say anything. And, you know, each girl did their little schmeal. And then I think out of 30 girls, he only picked four. He only needed four. And, you know, I just came up with the line, Spider-Man, I'm going to squash you like a bug. And he loved it, and we went with it. We got the movie. We filmed for three days. It was an amazing opportunity. And I'm looking forward to many, many more of those opportunities. You know, you know, my favorite line in that movie is when Macho Man says, Hey, Freak Show, what are you doing up there? I got you for three minutes, and now I'm going to take you out. <laughs> you know what's funny? That Me too. And I have a little puppy chihuahua, and sometimes I take her outside to do her business right before I got to go to work. 
And I'm always like, come on, you got three minutes. I got to go to work. I got to go to work. Do your business. You got three minutes. <laughs> uh, Onyx is our guest here. We have, uh, well, we don't care about the time because we're going to go. Uh, well, we got, um, well, let's just figure this out so everybody knows. We have. There's so much uh, to talk about, guys. There's so much to talk about. We also got a Baltimore wrestling Celebrity Fest coming up May 15th. It's less than two weeks away. And I think there's going to be, I think, I don't know, I'm going to guess like 100 wrestlers there. The Baltimore Celeb Fest. You can find that on Facebook. Lots of wrestlers to sign an autograph. What an amazing opportunity to come out, talk, meet, greet, you know, ask questions, get an autograph, you know, one-on-one. So I want to let you all know about that, too. Let's talk about that event. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Granny had to, uh, you know, she's uh, she's having uh, her mom's having some health issues, so uh, she had to uh, she had to go attend to that. So it's just me and Big Swing, and uh, Big Swing is doing other duties too. So it just might be me for a while. But we got we got Onyx for 32 minutes of regular time, and then we got 10 minutes of overtime. And we're gonna we're gonna live this uh, to the fullest because we love you. Uh, now, when you uh, when you um, get uh asked to event like this do they do they ask you directly uh do they ask you then you say you got to call my agent or uh uh how how does that come about when uh, they ask you to be part of that i've been in the business 20 years i've had agents come and go managers come and go right now i'm just working for myself i'm an independent wrestler which works out pretty well these days because there's lots of wrestling everywhere. So um, I believe I found them on Facebook, and I reached out to them because I'm from Baltimore, so it's just right down the street for me. And, you know, I'm happy to be there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, there's nothing like hanging out with your own kind. So something that you love, you know, if you love cooking, you get in the kitchen. If you love wrestling, you get in the ring. It's just, if you love something, you just got to get in there and, and and just be a part of it. So uh, these days, I just, um, word of mouth and internet. I'm not big on managers uh, and agents right now. Uh, Onyx is our guest here, uh, and we're, we're having, I, I know that you don't have an ego like I do, but I, I'm just kind of curious when you, uh, when you, uh, do these shows now, uh, do you say that, uh, yeah, I'll come out and do it as long as I'm like sitting in the number one position or I'm fit, sitting next to this guy or whatever, uh, does that ever come about or is that just, uh, something that I would do? No, no, I'm not, I'm not a diva. I'm, I'm down to earth. I'm easygoing. I have a lot of faith in God. You know, wherever I'm put, whatever's done, you know, it's like, here's another example. It's like, you know, on, on the side, let's say you're a waitress and somebody thinks you get a bad section. You know, just have faith in your day or have faith in what you're doing and where you are. And sometimes the more you pick at something, you know, it's like a scab. Just stop picking at it. Just go do your thing. Go with the flow. Sometimes take what people give you. Um, you know, it's only for for a day, so you know you'll get through it. It'll all work out some way, somehow. Sometimes just go with the flow. And I don't care know, I, where I'm you, sitting or who I'm sitting with. 
Well, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm still waiting for you to uh, take me up on uh, my offer. You know, I'm still willing to come out and carry your bags and uh, give you massages and get you a cappuccino. I'm still waiting to get hired by you. I always need that. I always need that. It's getting hard, you know, and my luggage and my bags and, and my purse, and it's getting heavy for me. I need some help. Well, well, picture this. You know, you have your dog with you on one leash, and you have me on the other, and then you're dragging us all in the airport while I'm carrying your bags. That's true. Now, I've been waiting for a viral video. That just could be a viral video. Have you and my dog on a leash at the airport. <laughs> uh, audience is our guest here. We have uh, uh, 28 minutes of regular time, 10 minutes over time. Uh, let's uh, see if he's uh, there. We'll bring Big Swing on before uh, I ask you the tougher question. So, uh, Big Swing, go ahead. What do you got for our guest, Onyx? Well, first of all, does does uh, Macho Man, or did, I should say, Macho Man talk like that all the time, or was that just kind of an act he put on when, when the camera was on? No, he really talked like that for real. He did. He had, he had that deep voice, and, you know, sometimes people realize when you're great at something, it's because it's your true personality coming through. And I'm big on that. Like, that's why I love Mr. T a lot, and I love Paul Hogan a lot. And I just, it's not that I always love someone in character. It's just really the true them, like me. I'm usually outgoing and and smack talker and big mouth and always have something to say. And that just fits perfect in the ring. Um, Same thing with a lot of these wrestlers. It's, It's all... It's all just not a show. It's it's really who they are and how they are, and it just flows and makes it easier and better. And yeah, at the, he was he was the real thing, man. He really was, and I, I miss him. I really do. I really wish he was still here. So and is it true that how did you? Oh yeah. What was that? Is it true that he drank a lot of coffee too? No, I didn't notice he drank a lot of coffee. I, I didn't notice he had his water jug and his and his chicken bucket, baked chicken. So, how did you get involved with with the uh, the wrestling business? I mean, was it something that you um, was it something that you like always wanted to do as a kid, or was it something that when you got a little older you you got interested in? Or, I mean, kind of take us through your path a little bit. How did you get involved with Glow and all of them, and who were some of your big influences in that? Well, I was always an athlete. You know, I always was active. I went to college for professional dancing schools, and, you know, I did Miss Fitness, so I was always just active because I like to walk and bike, and hike, and swim, and I really miss it now, because I really want to swim, but there aren't many places to swim in Baltimore, so I am going to take a trip probably to Atlantic City soon, get to the beach, uh, I just left Vegas for a lingerie fighting championship, they might be going to Orlando, and Mexico, um, but I, I did want to be an M, you know, uh, an action hero, like I just love that that active kind of lifestyle where you just smash and crash and bust and beat down and beat up and jumps and leaps. So, you know, when I went to California, I was always looking for auditions and 
you know, that TV show was in the paper, and I went. It was in Marina Del Rey, California, and, you know, it was like a strength test and uh, a mental test, and, you know, I passed all that. I think thousands of girls applied, and, you know, they cut it down to, like, 50 girls because you got to have the heart, you got to have the passion, you got to have the drive, and I know you all you hear it all the time. You got to put in the homework, and you got to do what you're supposed to do. You just can't say, oh, I want to do this. I mean, I went to three, four wrestling schools. Like, you got to put your homework in to make it to the next level, whatever that homework is, whether it's your diet or your training or schools. I mean, we watched wrestling on TV as tests. You know, we would go to class or, you know, there's a bunch of ways to to train to get to do what you want to do. And I loved it. And we were on national TV. And that's how I started my own business, Smash Fan Pal, baby. Smash Fan Pal. You all should know that name by now. Well, I definitely do. Definitely. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeff, here we have uh, 24 minutes of regular time, 10 minutes of overtime. So uh, we're going to go back to uh, – uh, and everybody knows I'm going to ask about uh, your current stuff in a second, but I want to go back to uh, the beginning with uh, GLOW. Uh, when you started out with that, uh, now, do you, uh, you still do go to the GLOW reunions? they still have that? I know that COVID has had issues, but uh, do they still do that, or did they have to put a pause on that because of COVID? Are they going to pick it back up, or – uh, what's going on with GLOW uh, nowadays, if you can tell us, if anything? Well, of course, the whole world took a pause, so we did take a pause. Uh, they still do events and signings and, you know, their stuff online. Now, the original GLOW, Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling, there was a Bronco Billy in that, and she, like, got married and got pregnant, and then, you know, I stepped into the picture and right at that time, they changed it to WOW, Women Are Wrestling, which, you know, just Google it. They were in Vegas, but they did take a pause. Is WOW going on currently today? They may come and go or do some events, but I'm not sure if they're actually doing shows right now. No, but LFC uh, is. LFC's out. They're going to Sturgis. Now, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 we're definitely going to talk about that because uh, I want to spend the other half of the interview talking about uh, LFC because uh, uh, I have some uh, questions that uh, people have asked me to ask you. And uh, uh, I'll understand if there's any questions you don't want to answer. But uh, how long have you been with LFC? Uh, well, you know, I was with LFC two years ago. We were supposed to work together. And had plans, and that got shut down because of, uh, you know, that whole COVID crap. So we were down at least a year, and then we came up again starting this year. So we had a couple events in Vegas. Like I said, I just got back from that. But now they're up and running. We got Sturgis, Orlando, Mexico, Vegas, and hopefully Atlantic because that's just a hop, skip, and a jump away from me. I am a big fan of Atlantic City. All the casinos. I love the Hard Rock Cafe, Caesars. So I'm hoping to get something regular going on. 
Now, uh, with, I need y'all uh, to LFC, pray for me with that. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. Now, with LFC, uh, if you could tell us uh, what LFC stands for, then I'm gonna, that's going to open up my, more questions. Lingerie Fighting Championship. It's women, MMA, in the cage, fighting, and, you know, cute clothes. You know, there's cute outfits. The girls are original. All the girls have their own, you know, personality and, and you know, the, the outfits are cute. We're not talking pasties and, and thongs up the butt. It's just cute outfits, you know. I mean, it, we get tired of wearing black spandex and black sports bras, you know. It gets boring. It makes you feel like a man. So we just up our outfits a little bit. Uh, well, you know, I um, there is uh, one thing I was going to ask about that. Let's say that a fan wanted to send you uh, an outfit to wear in the ring or, like, uh, a clothing designer wanted to send you something. Now, is that something that's allowed? Or uh, uh, if it's allowed, you just go ahead and do it? Or do you have to clear it with that to the promoter? How would something like that work? I can wear whatever I want to wear. And if anybody wants to mail me anything... I have a P.O. box because, you know, I don't want a bunch of uh, mail coming to my personal address. So, you know, right, and, well, and, 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 and I usually stay at my mom's house. So if my mom opens my mail and finds songs, I don't, I don't know how she'll feel about that. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you I what, could we use will, new outfits, though. I need new bathing suits for sure. All right. Well, we'll, we'll let you give your uh, P.O. box. Uh, in a second, and the other thing is, uh, I'll have you, uh, I'll have you uh, messenger messenger me that, and I'll post it on our uh, our fa- our Facebook page, and uh, we'll see if we can get uh, some uh, fans to uh, uh, kill, uh, send you some uh, cute outfits. Now, with that being said, uh, is there any kind of outfit that you will not wear? Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I mean. When people see my videos, because I probably have thousands, and there's an outfit, you know, like, you know, the Brazilian cut bathing suits. I mean, people wear that on the beach. That's not really me. That's usually when I get hired for a job, like an actress, and there's a costume you have to wear. We call them costumes. Um, I personally prefer, I like booty shorts. I do like sports bras, but I like bling bling. So if anybody out there has got a bling bling booty short or a bling bling sports bra, I'm completely down for that. Well, let me ask you this. So let's say that uh, someone uh, made uh, got a pair of uh, booty shorts for you, and then they uh, went be be dazzle or crazy. You'd be into that. Yeah, we talking be dazzle booty shorts. Yes. No. I like it. Bedazzle booty shorts. Say that three times. <laughs> uh, now there is uh there is one outfit uh that uh that you have worn that I uh, I really enjoy. Uh and I'm gonna let you predict if you know which one I'm talking about. Bron- my Bronco Billy uh cowboy outfit. Well that's like a Dallas involved, cowboy I mean, cheerleader uh, outfit. Well, I love that one too, but my favorite one is um let's see if I can find it here cuz I know it's pictured here. Uh you're uh it's uh uh you're wearing your 
your uh, LFC gloves, uh, uh-huh. and you have your hand on your hips, and you're wearing, like, these oh, sparkles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's bedazzled. That's got black and red ruby diamonds on the bottom. Yeah, yeah you made those, bedazzled. right? That outfit was, let me tell you about that outfit and that photo shoot. I'll give Ken James credit, a photographer now living close to San Francisco. He came to my house when I lived in Santa Monica, California. I was in the best shape of my life because I was doing um, George St. Pierre from UFC, his workout videos, Rush Fit. So if you look that up, too, me and George St. Pierre are doing workout videos together. So, and being in the best shape of my life, I called the photographer. We shot pictures, like, down in my living room. You know, a couple lights, a couple, couple cameras, not much, but those pictures turned out great. And, by the way, those pictures are not touched up. I don't have, in my entire life, thousands and thousands of pictures. I've only probably had... A couple pictures touched up. I don't like my pictures touched up. I like to look like my pictures. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to look perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. Uh, um, you 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 get what you get. So uh, so you would not ever have to uh, worry about doing. Com- so we would never have to worry about seeing you do uh, commercials for Photoshop because you just don't need it. Well, depends who the people are. Some companies insist on touch-ups. Um, I don't like them, and I don't believe in them. You know, one time I worked with Carmen Electra's photographer. This is in Hollywood. And he kept he, – he was making me skinny. And I said, don't, don't make me skinny. Like, you can actually take a picture and make someone skinny. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, some kind of – they just airbrush your legs and make you look skinny. And I said, don't do that. My legs are not straight. My legs are round. They have shape to them. I don't have pencil legs. So don't give, make my legs look like a pencil. No, how long so I you told him to LFC? stop touching me up. How long have you been with LFC? Uh, well, it was before the pandemic. It's been a couple years now. All right. Now, uh, well, let's, we'll touch on it a little bit. Uh, you know, we won't go into too much detail because we know COVID sucks, but, uh, how, uh, how has it affected you in, uh, in your career and what you're doing, uh, and, uh, specifically your area as well? Hated it. Sucked. Depressed. Um, anxiety. I, I lost a TV show. I had a big TV show in Baltimore. The president is missing. Bill Clinton was producing it. I was one of the security agents, and I lost that during COVID. And money and work and, you know, feeling for other people, loss and depression. And, I mean... Thank God we're coming out of this, and I definitely never want to look back. Never. Never want to go through you that know, again. And we, we still got to wear a mask, and I'm not a fan at all. And, I mean, if it's saving lives, I get it. But we need to get through this because wearing a mask. Well, you know, one thing, though, one thing that's true, though, 
uh, you know, we have to wear masks, you know, because of all this stuff going on. But one thing is true. You wearing a mask cannot hide your beauty that you have, though. That's one thing that's true. Well, you know, I do I do love smiling because smiling is contagious, you know. And even though you may think you're having a bad day, I guarantee someone else is having a worse day. So by you smiling, you can inspire someone and help someone or encourage someone. So the mask is not allowing us to see those smiles. And, you know, I don't like that. Smiles are important. And uh, we have uh, Arnix as our guest here. We have uh, uh, 13 minutes regular time, 10 minutes overtime, uh, so that our fans can, uh, so we can get this in, uh, so for our fans uh, can go take care of it right away. Uh, if our fans wanted to check you out, Paul, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe, uh, a lingerie store. What do you got? I got it all: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I have my website, my emails. Um, it's all there. All you got to do is Google Onyx the Wrestler, and you know it's all there. I mean, I've been in the business for twenty years. It's all there. Just go to Onyx. I've been putting in everything I got to put in, dotting the I's, working, submitting every day, casting, directing, producing, writing, every day, every single day, something. I got a clothing line. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna quit until I go to heaven. That's, that's well, it. Uh, you know, you mentioned you got a, a clothing line. Let's talk about that. Uh, what, what's the name of the, uh, what's the name of the, uh, it's Smash Band Powers, the clothing line, right? That's right, but it's under Cafe Press. Cafe Press. Cafe Press.com slash Smash. And uh, what's, but if you're uh, on my Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, you see all the links, and I post every day the websites, the videos. I've worked with hundreds of companies and hundreds of wrestlers. And so now, do you uh, uh, for LFC? Do you uh, do you make your own outfit sometimes as well? You can absolutely. You can make your own outfit. Yep. Yep. I have pictures. You'll see me pictures. You know, I still wear. From Bronco Billy days, I still wear my cowboy hats. Like I collect cowboy hats now. I just have them in different colors, bedazzled and and leather and all that stuff. So uh, if um, and I know we talked about this a little bit, but let's say that uh, there's a clothes designer out there that uh, well makes lingerie, for instance, and he calls you up and say, "I'll pay you two thousand dollars to wear this in the ring." You would you would not be against that. I would wear it, but I mean, can you see through it? Because I, I wouldn't do like if it was like see through. You know, I you know I, I I believe it's all what you believe. I believe in Adam and Eve, and they had a leaf on their private part. So I mean, if it was see through, no, I wouldn't wear it. Is it going to fall off? No, I don't want to wear it. I mean, money's money. I want money, but. I, I'm going to cover up my private parts, you know what I mean? Right. Now, uh, 
you know, I've been kind of, uh, uh, I've been kind of cruising through uh, your Facebook page. Uh, there's been a, there's a couple pictures there uh, where uh, you're wearing a mask. Were you doing some lucha libre as well? Oh yeah, I got Red Demon in my pocket. I got Purple Pain in my pocket. I uh, love lucha libre. I would like to also have a mask personally made and custom just for me. So I'll eventually get there and do that when I get the opportunity. I want my own personal custom mask. I love wearing a mask in the ring. And uh, when you uh, now, now do you uh, do you go by Onyx as a mask wrestler too, or do you have a different name? No, no. I go by Red Demon. And that's like that's the um Red Demon is, is evil from like Mexico. And then I got Purple Pain. And Purple Pain causes pain, obviously. But um right. no Onyx does not have a mask and Bronco Billy does not have a mask. We wear cowboy hats. Now uh so uh you know, you do most of your appearances now is uh as Onyx, but uh uh, is it uh, possible that we'd ever might see Bronco Billy do some uh, LFC fighting? Uh, I can't use Bronco Billy legally. I also go by Bronco Bully. Bronco Bully is my new name, and Bronco Bully beats up bullies in the ring. So we've talked about this before. If you're a bully, if you cause pain to the elderly, to animals, to, to someone, you know, if you cause pain when you shouldn't cause pain, you know what I'm talking about. If you're just a mean, evil person, I challenge you to get in the ring, and I want to set you straight. And I challenge anyone, any race, any size, any shape, any personality. I don't care if it's 250 pounds. Get in the ring. If you hurt an animal or an elderly or a kid, get in the ring, and I'm going to set you straight. Uh, and that goes, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman either, right? No, I don't care if it's a man, woman, and I don't care your race or your size. I don't care. If you hurt an animal, a child, or an elderly, if you hurt anyone, period, get in the ring, what if, hurt me. What if, uh, what if someone's cruel to the icon? Would you take care of that as well? Of course I would. You know I'm in your corner. Even you uh, well, don't want to carry my bag. Well, yeah. Speak, speaking of that, uh, when uh, you know, I know you got a lot of stuff going on, and I know there's a lot of stuff you want to talk about. We're going to do that. We have uh, uh, we have uh, six minutes of regular time, uh, ten minutes of overtime. But uh, what uh, what is the project that you're doing now? Is it LFC? You got a match coming up? What do you got coming up uh, in the near future that you want to talk about besides the the uh, the wrestling fest that you're you're going to? Yeah, the Baltimore Celeb Fest is in two weeks. Autograph, I will be there. You cannot miss me. I have a bedazzled red, white, and blue cowboy hat. And then, um, yes, LFC, we might, I might go to the Sturgis event, but we're supposed to be in maybe Florida, Mexico, and Vegas in September and October. But Smash Fam Pals 24-7, I always do sessions or customs or videos or wrestling or events 
wherever, whenever, if it pays enough and if I have and can make the time, I'm there. I mean, I travel. I usually just stay in the United States, though. I, I really don't want to leave the United States to wrestle. I'm okay with just the United States. I can't be on a plane more than five hours. My ass hurts well, you, sitting in that plane more than five hours. Oh, it's not because of air sickness or anything like that, then. I don't want to fly out of the country right now. You know, I heard you got to have that shot now. And, I mean, I didn't get the flu shot. I don't know why I got to get a COVID shot. I, I don't like needles. I don't know what to tell you all. I don't like needles. Well, there's, yeah, there's a lot of us that uh, would, would agree with you. Yeah, I don't I don't like them either. Uh, we have uh, articles with our guest here, and uh, I just love this interview. Uh you know, and uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but you are actually the uh, first member of the Five Timers Club for Attitude Era Live. Of course. Yeah, this is your fifth appearance. Now you're uh, you're the first member of the Five Timers Club. There you go. What do I what do I win? The dazzle booty Me? shorts. Me. <laughs> I want the dazzle booty shorts now. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. I will work. Uh, I will work on. Uh, I will work on uh, getting. I used to uh, have something. the Dazzler. I don't know what happened to it. I I will. Uh, I will work on getting you something cool. Uh, I don't know if you'd want to review. For it all now, of you but... that don't know what a Bedazzler is, it's it's a little plastic, like like stapler, where you just start stapling diamonds on hats and pants and shirts and purses, and it's called a Bedazzler. <laughs> and uh, and if you're a stepdaughter to The Rock in the movie, she'll be dazzled. You can be dazzled football. Oh yeah, I got a lot so, of faith, dreams, a lot of hope, a lot of vision, and you know I know Roman Reigns is about to bust into the uh, feature films, and I, I hope I'm his little uh, co-star. That's that's what I'm trying to manifest every single day right now. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you'd uh, if you'd uh, reveal it. I'll understand if you don't want to. But uh, if uh, you know, I'll, I would I will work on getting you something really cool, and I'll send it to you. You'll have to. Uh, well, well, let's do this right now. If uh, and then you you'll have to message it to me later. But uh, if our fans wanted to send you uh, cool outfits and stuff that are not see through, obviously, yeah. and uh, they uh, they cover up most of the goody parts. Uh, where would they send that to? Well, first, let's start with an email. Let's talk. Onyx at smashbampal.com. Smash like a bug, bam like bam bam, and pal like a punch. Onyx at smashbampal.com. Send me an email. Let's talk. That way we can talk about colors or sizes or we get to know one another before I just start handing out, you know, addresses. But... I appreciate the fan mail, but... And then uh, for our, our our illiterate fans, how are you spelling Onyx? O-N-Y-X. There you go. And uh, can you tell us uh, where the name Onyx comes from? Yeah, the big black rock from the rock. The big black rock from the rock. Onyx is a rock. I'm the little pebble that chipped off his shoulder. That's awesome. I, I did not know that. Yep. Um, now, uh, your uh, your uh, career uh, in the ring, 
if I if I'm not mistaken, you are still undefeated, right? You have never been beat. No. Uh, you just beat people up, and uh, of all the opponents you've had in uh, LFC, uh, what uh, would you say? Uh, who has been your favorite person to wrestle? Uh, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this. Least favorite to wrestle, and who are you looking forward to getting in the ring again? Well, with LFC, I'm the celebrity judge. I judge the girls, so I'm the judge. But I don't like the way things are going over there. So I might start being a coach. I might start coaching the girls because they need a little help. So I will be a coach. Have I gotten the ring and fought with any of them? No, not yet. And who is my favorite person to wrestle? I have not met them yet. Who's my least favorite person to wrestle? Everybody I've ever wrestled. And who do I look forward to wrestling? Well, I want Roman Reigns to be my tag team partner. I would love to beat Ronda Rousey's ass because she shouldn't be in the ring. She don't belong in wrestling. She can go back to MMA. So now you uh, you're uh, you're pretty stern on that. Uh, well, let me ask you this: What uh, what uh, do you usually base? Uh, uh, telling someone they should go back uh, to MMA on uh, what would be their what would be one flaw that you look for? A flaw in MMA with the LFC? Well, no, like, well, no. You mentioned that uh, you know if uh, you know you mentioned that uh, if someone does something, they should go back to uh, MMA, and you know what would be the main flaw that you look for that you would uh, suggest that they do that. The heart. You got to have the heart and the passion. I don't care if you want to be a fighter. I don't care if you love wrestling and want to be a wrestler. You got to have behind anything, though, like painting You just or cooking. You just you got to have the love and the passion, and that's what's going to make you a champ, and that's what's going to make you rise above the rest, and that's what's going to make you original and who you are. You know, they always say do what you love, but a lot of things you love don't pay the bills. Like, you know, painting or, you know, you might love cooking, but, you know, being a cook or, or being a painter or something, just don't pay the bills. That's fine. Have your day job, but still keep doing what you love, even if it's one day a week or one day a month. And everybody knows what that is. Everyone knows what. I believe God gives everyone one blessed talent. And whatever that blessed talent is, Work on it because it's like a doctor. You're not going to make it unless you practice or train or, you know, you got to climb the ladder to succeed. You just can't sit in bed and think, oh, I'm going to be a great wrestler one day. Well, you better get to the gym. You, uh, you know, being, um, and we'll kind of we'll kind of go back to this a little bit too because uh, a fan has asked me to ask this question. You know, being in the Spider-Man movie, you obviously met Tobey Maguire, correct? Yeah, he's like 115 pounds. Yeah, he uh, he unfortunately, you know, he's been uh, he's been what they call blackballed in Hollywood because of his uh, his uh, stuff with uh, you know Molly's game. But uh, what what was he like to work with, or what was he like when you met him? Ah. Uh. 
I mean, how can you focus on him when you got Macho Man Randy Savage next to you? And if you all saw the movie, I'm the one with the red hair. I'm the one polishing his boots. I mean, how can you take your eyes off Macho Man? Nobody else mattered but Macho Man. I mean, talk about, I mean, I polished his boots, for God's sake. What an honor. Now, Shane's uh, in heaven. We lost some good people, man. Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, you know, Macho, China, you know, it's just we lose great people. I don't understand, but heaven's probably a way better place than earth. I'm sure they feel more sorry for us than we feel sorry that they're gone. Well, you know, uh, you know, my two uh, favorite wrestlers that we lost, uh, uh, I'll let you know this, a lot of fans know this, but uh, my two favorite wrestlers that we lost, Roddy Roddy Piper. Yep. And yeah. uh, the Ultimate Warrior. They were my yeah. heroes. Aww. Yeah. And uh, you know who uh, another one of my heroes is that's still around? What? Onyx. I know. I know you're a big fan of mine. You send me messages every day. <laughs> well, well, at least you haven't uh, put a restraining order on me like most of the female uh, guests we've had on this show. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think I could break against Book World's record. <laughs> most uh, <laughs> restraining orders ever filed on one guy, you know? Yeah. Oh, but, wow. Uh, uh, well, we got yeah. we to anyway. get you a custom-made trophy. Well, or a restraining or order trophy. That'd be awesome. It would be. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, if you, uh, I, I sent you an email. I, I do want to, I do want to send you uh, something uh, cool uh, that you can uh, wear, uh, you know, in the ring or whatever. I'll make sure it's not too flashy, but uh, well, send me a picture. I, I Okay, I'll I'll find something good for you, and then I'll send you a picture, and then you can tell me if you like it or not, and I'll custom make it up for you. I'll even oh, put cool. my name on it for you. There you go. That's fine. There you go. You get now, your name uh, on my ass. <laughs> and then uh, you could uh, uh, you could uh, tell your opponent, "Hey, kiss this." That's you right. <laughs> I can smack it. <laughs> now, uh, you know, and then uh, you know, here's what I might here's what I'd be willing to do if you'd be willing to do it. Uh, you know, I I send you two. Uh, I'll I'll have something cool done up for you. I'll send you two, and then uh, you know you can wear them both, and then uh, you can uh, autograph one and send it back to me. I can put it up in my man kit. Okay. Sure. And you can put as, as worn by Onyx. You got it. No And I problem. will. Uh, and I'll I'll replace uh, a picture I have on the wall that means. Uh, that means a lot to me, but you—that uh, would mean more to me. Uh, and I'll, I'll work on that. I will. Uh, I will do that. So I just, you don't you know, have to replace it. Just put me next to it. Okay. So yeah. I need to know your fa- your favorite colors. And do you have any favorite sports teams? Well, I suppose you can't really have a, have a sports team on your uh, uh, on the uh, on your. Um, uh, outfit that you wear in the ring, right? You can't do that, right. right? Yeah, I can't. I can't really do you know sports teams unless you know. No, but um, you know, I I I like all sports. I don't like to limit myself to like Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders or 
you know, Miami Dolphins or Bay. Now, I mean, you know, I got my favorites, but I don't like to limit myself to a city. Like, I love all sports, and I love all states, and I love all team players. So I don't just pick a team and stick with it. I just love the sport and not a specific team. Um, outfits, colors. I love my royal blue from Bronco Billy. I love black because of Onyx. And um, I'm pretty about, flexible. Uh, I'm not one of those girls that, you know, won't won't do this or won't wear that or so. How about uh, how about yellow, yellow, green, or flowers? Yellow and green flowers? No, yellow. Color yellow, the color green, or like like a floral print type deal. I mean, I like yellow and green. I got I got I got to see the outfit though. I mean, what's it look like? All right, well I'll I'll work on that. The reason why I asked you about yellow yeah. and green is I like it's all my, colors, uh, but you asked me my favorite colors. Yeah, I my like colors. my uh, my my favorite college team wears yellow and uh, yellow and green. The uh, the NDSU Bison. Yeah, that's the Packers colors, right? Well, yeah, but uh, NDSU is a lot better when they wear the colors, though. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I so, love color. Uh, I actually do love yellow and red. I, 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 I have like a little yellow lamp and a little red lamp in my bedroom. So we have, uh, we have honestly, I guess here we got a few minutes before we got to wrap this up, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I, uh, you've been with us five times. Hope you'd be willing to come back again at some point, uh, you know, because we, we just love you so much, and uh, you're awesome, and uh, you know, uh, I will, uh, I'll get you a couple outfits sent out to you. You can uh, text me your PO box, and I'll go ahead and get that taken care of for you, and uh, yeah. you can. Uh, Wear them both and send one back to me. Autograph. That's no problem. That's easy. Give me All something right. hard to do. Don't you want me to yeah, kick your booty if, uh, or kick somebody else's booty? Well, there, yeah. There's there's one guy out. There's one guy here that uh, Granny would like you to take out. That would be uh, Sylvester J. Fox. And there's another guy that I want you to take out, but uh, I'll. Uh, I, I won't mention uh, the person's name on the air. Oh, we got to set that up. we got to create an event. Well, yeah, I, I would still like to get you down here for Puff Mania. You know, I was going to talk about that real quick. You know, uh, when they had their next event, they said there's no way I could ever get you to come down here. Uh, they said there's no way that you'd ever get her here. And I want to prove them wrong. I'll, That's not true. You know, I'll, I I'll travel. Get, I travel. Get, I'll, I'll take care of your hotel and everything, and I'll take care you of your go. meals when you're here. There but, you go. Uh, I'll let you know when their next event is. Hopefully, I'll have uh, uh, far enough in advance that I can get you here, and I will. Uh, I will definitely uh, have you come down. I'll take well, care of all your. Uh, Where will we go? What will we eat? I mean, what do you like? You like fried chicken? You like pizza? Like, what's your favorite food or restaurant? Italian, Chinese, sushi. Well, I'll tell you what, if you like pizza, I'll take you to Blaze Pizza. If okay. you like uh if you like Chinese food, I'll take you to the Spring Buffet. Okay. Uh, I like I love I'll buffets. Take, I'll take you to my favorite place to eat. Uh it's called uh Hoo Hut. It's a Mongolian grill type deal. Oh and uh, uh 
and if you like barbecue, I'll take you to Famous Dave's. I don't like barbecue because it's, it's sometimes it's too sugary. I mean, if it's like a smoked barbecue, but if it's a sugary barbecue, I don't like sugary barbecue. I don't like sugar when I'm trying to eat dinner. You know what I mean? Right? Like Do you like barbecue? Do you like yeah. burgers? Yeah. Yeah. I will. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll take you to the best burger place we have here called uh, Smash Burger. And oh, I'll also Smash take you burger. to Smash Pam Pal. Yeah, and I'll also take you to uh, the best sandwich shop in the world that we have here. It's called uh, um, uh, Double Moose uh, Deli. Nice. I love me a sandwich, too. Because right. I've, been, I've been so busy lately. I, you get the more you do, the hungry you are. I've been so, so busy what, lately. You, I've been hungry more and more and more. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you'd uh, want to fly out here or drive out here, but any way you get here, like I say, I'll take care of your hotel. I'll take care of your meals. I'll carry all your bags. I'll give you all the massages. I'll go and get you a cappuccino. I'll be your chauffeur for uh, the two or three days that you're well, here. Don't forget I'll take the and vino. I need some vino. Okay. Vino, that's wine. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll tell you what, I'll even get you. Oh, you're I'll doing you too some, much. I'll even get you some pink champagne. How's that? Oh, there you go. And I'll tell you it's what, time I'll have to you celebrate, y'all. It's time to celebrate. We need to get out of and this pandemic, and we need to get back to our routines and get back to our lives. And I know you're all getting comfortable in your house, but go out and get some fresh air. You know, work keeps the muscles strong. Money pays the bills. And communication grows the mind. You got to get out there and talk to people because if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So you need to use the legs and get the heart going and get the brain going and challenge yourself and step outside of the box. And go do stuff you love. As a matter of fact, I'm going to start taking drum lessons. My father, R.I.P., I lost him a year ago. He was my hero. And um, he was a drummer in a band for 30 years, so it's in my blood. So I'm going to go get some drum lessons so I can pound on something. So y'all put some money aside and go do something. I don't care. Go skating. Go go painting, go biking, drum lessons, singing lessons, theater classes, you know, just do something different because you just can't work that nine-to-five job and not use the, 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 the talent that, that I know God's given each and one of us. That's what I want everyone to find, that special talent. You know, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'll do, and I'll get you – a room at the best hotel in Fargo called the Double Tree. I'll get you. A, I'll get you a suite. I know the Double Tree. I like the Double Tree. Well, I'll tell you what. I love hotels. Uh, I know. do. I love hotels. I love room service you know. and. I'll let you know when the next event is. I'll I'll, I'll invite you down here and I'll take care of everything for you. It's gotta be pet friendly because I don't I don't go anywhere without my chihuahua. It is. Yeah, we allow, we're the only we're one of the two hotels uh, in uh, Fargo that allows pets. Aww, yeah. I wanted to be like Rachel Ray and save a lot of animals, but 
you know, finances aren't flowing quite that well, so at least I can save right. one animal for now. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Onyx to our guests here. They're giving me the wrap signal, so uh, we got to wrap it up. I'll uh, talk to you after uh, after the show here, but I appreciate you being on with us. Uh, everybody check out our Facebook page, Off the Ropes. Uh, the new content usually drops either Thursday night or Friday night for who's going to be on next week. Uh, join us next week, same time, same channel, and uh, we'll be here to entertain. Dead man walking. You've done it now.